Welcome, I'm Faye Waterman and this is Talking All Things Business. My guest is Jackie Brahman. She is a solicitor and the founder and CEO of TBA Law and Legally Wise Women. And we've been having conversations about different concepts on how to work through issues using the legal system. And today we are going to be talking about alternatives to going legal. Welcome, Jackie, and thank you for your time. Thanks, Faye. Happy to be here. Great. Now, Jackie, what do you mean alternatives to legally going legal? What do Mm. you mean? So the term going legal is something that clients have often come to me and said, you know, I I don't want to go legal or um, what can I do differently instead of going legal? And so their concept of going legal is coming to a lawyer and doing the formal advice and understanding that that's probably going to get to litigation somehow. So the lawyer is sort of going to take it and run with it and they're looking for something different than um, it, it running out of control with a lawyer at the helm. Because so many people, when they get into a situation where they need the legal services, are emotionally overwhelmed and, as you call it, emotionally... I usually say when there's high emotion, there is low intelligence. Thank you. High emotion, low intelligence. And it is really a good thing to think about because when we are highly emotional, we don't think laterally we don't think properly at all because there's so much emotion there so when we're choosing the legal system and we're choosing a lawyer and we give them the story because that's what it is we allow them to take over and and do the process of whatever it is Mm. and we sit back and wait for results Mm. The many discussions that we've had, that's not a good idea. So share with us, Jackie, what we need to do in that situation. Mm. And I think many people do do this to some degree. They're just not doing it in an effective way. And that is to do some research online first. Now, Google is not a great place to type in your legal problem because you're not going to get good results in Google. But what you can use Google for is get to the free resources that have the information in a really easy format to start with. And that's a good place to start doing your research and working out what area of the law this is, what uh, service providers are there other than lawyers that have an access point to justice for me? What free resources are there? What alternatives to resolving this dispute are there? And there are many and people just don't know where to start. So doing some research online, you would start with Uh, going to a community legal centre website, going to a women's legal services website. There are a whole lot of information on those websites to begin with. The Fitzroy Legal Service, for example, has a whole book 
online published for free where you can go and at least find what area your your legal problem is categorized in and some place to start. The courts also have a whole lot of uh, newsletters, downloadable fact sheets, things like that. So again, really great place to start. And your state legal aid services, they all have a really good starting place. Rather than typing your question into Google, start at a place that has a whole lot of legal information in a credible place. It's really important to have these places to go instead of, I mean, we Google for everything and it comes up and unless it's been published, then it's not really credible, is it? So therefore you go into those organisations the, the legal system go into those areas and look for cases, similar cases to what you are involved in or those sorts of things, or even have a conversation with somebody who works for these organisations. They may be able to steer you in the right direction to go and find a particular case, which you can have a look at and say, well, okay, this is what I need. I need to ask some more questions. Who else do I need to ask or where do I need to go to find that information? Mm, Yes. Places like Consumer Affairs and Community Legal Centres do have a facility to be able to get a free first appointment and to actually get some specific advice. So, again, like you say, if you can get a hold of someone to point you in the right direction in a free way, then do that. The other way of getting a bit of free direction is also through your state law institute or law society. If you get a referral through that, you usually get a half hour free with a professional. So again, it can be a good place to start. However, I do often say to people, rather than trying to get advice in that free half hour, actually assess whether this professional is going to be suitable for you or not. But you can use that uh, free half hour in any way that you like. So use your discretion. If you just want to find out where to start and do something yourself, do it that way instead. You said when you find someone, assess whether they are the right person or not first. How would you go about doing that to make sure that they are the right person that you're going to have the conversation with so that they can give you the right advice or steer you in the right direction? That's the good thing about going through a referral service rather than just Googling. When you use a referral service, you're actually going to put in what area of law you have an issue in and they're going to send you to someone who has said that they work in that area. Rather than just Googling your local lawyer and finding someone who is, you know, has a list of a whole lot of services that they don't do very often or very well, but they say they do them, So again, like a referral service is going to get you someone who has much more experience or is focusing primarily in that area rather than someone who does a broad practice area. And, you know, we've done a couple of recordings already on how to find the right lawyer for you and how to have those conversations around engagement and cost. And it's quite fascinating when you actually delve into all this information, the conversations that we've had, Jackie, there is so much information there. It can be overwhelming, but 
in the way that we've actually put it together, it is so easy to follow. What other suggestions would you make when someone is looking for a legal service and not in the right frame of mind, but is kind of a research person, but doesn't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And they don't know about the legal places that you can go on, you know, on Google to mm -hmm. find them. So where would they start? Mm -hmm. So I really like people who are resourceful and want to do things themselves. And there are more and more tech tools and places online to go to actually run a whole matter yourself or, or do things yourself. Most courts in your state will have a page on their court website about what to do if you're representing yourself. So that is another good place to start. But if you want to run a matter yourself without, you know, going legal, without getting into a court system, there are uh, online, <clears throat> online lodgement tools uh, to prepare agreements so that you can keep it out of court. There is a government AI tool, a government AI tool called Amica, for example, that has come out in the area of separations and divorce. So you can go to Amica online, you type in all your information, you invite the other person, the other person types in all their information and it tells you what is fair. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? And, and that is if the other person agrees to type in their information in the way that it, and the information is given honestly right. and upfront, it has That's to right. be, because when you've got two people who are not amicably doing the separation properly, yes. then you, you're contradicting each other and therefore you won't get the results you need. But if you've got those people that are amicable, they put in the right information, they just want to get it over and done with in the fairest way possible, it will give you the result of knowing how to deal with it, how to work through it. There's always matters that should end up in court because of the nature of the uh, grievance between the parties, absolutely. But a hell of a lot of things that are in court shouldn't be there and also a hell of, hell of a lot of things are not dealt with because they think the only thing to do is court. So there's this whole middle section of the population who could utilise these sort of things. And, yes, they may be in conflict because there's emotions they've just separated, but ultimately they both just want to get on with their lives. And so that is their mutual interest. And things, tools like Amica is the way that you can move forward without it costing tens of thousands of dollars. Again, another mutual interest is to keep costs low and keep more of the money that they're splitting in their own hands. And that's just one example in terms of separations, but it's coming out in more and more areas of the law, like after someone passes away, there's a lot more tech tools there. There's a lot of business documentation and other personal documentation. You can get online and type in the rough details of what you need in an agreement and the tech tool will spit out documents that you can use, which will, you know, get you past without getting 
professional advice. So it's better than nothing, those sort of things to utilise. And, you know, remember as well, coming back to some of your state-based regulators that have a whole lot of information online, they've also got dispute resolution tools as well, like your consumer affairs, for example. They cover your leasing. They cover things that you buy as a consumer if something doesn't work. Uh, So there's a whole lot of things that we let go because we don't know where to go and where to start, but there are places. All we have to do is know where those places are and they can solve so many issues in a shorter space of time. And then if you feel that you're not getting the results from doing all the research and taking control of your issue, then you can go to a lawyer or a solicitor or a barrister or whomever in the legal system and ask them the question, but you don't have to spend a whole lot of time because you've got your documentation there in front of you. You can give it to them, they can have a look at it and they can see an overview of what you're trying to say if you aren't explaining it very well. And they can then determine whether they need to take, you you need to take it further or it can be resolved quite quickly. It's very interesting, isn't it, that there's all these tools out there, but we don't really know about them. The general community or the consumers don't know about them. So this is why we're doing these conversations, Jackie, so that we can inform the community, the the public, to have an understanding that they have a responsibility not only to themselves Mm. but to the community to save the resources of the legal system and the court system for those that truly need it and not bog it down with all the, and I'm going to say this, it's probably not the right way to say it, incidental things that can be resolved out of court. Yes, yeah, true. And the courts in some respect are trying to do that themselves they're trying to triage things that shouldn't be in the court and they most courts now filter most matters through some kind of alternative dispute resolution but why does it have to be filed in a court before it goes to alternative dispute resolution it doesn't people can engage alternative dispute resolution directly without having seen a lawyer first without a lawyer representing them And I might say quite often alternative dispute resolution without a lawyer involved could get you a better result than if you have been to a lawyer and a lawyer has positioned you to tell you what you want and what you should be going for. Because lawyers are trained to position people and to head towards problem solving in a litigious way. That is how we're trained. So Accessing alternative dispute resolution early as possible can save so much cost, so much time. And as I said, you can engage it directly. And I like the word positioning. You know, they can position you, the legal, legal person can position you in a place where you, you need to go or whatever. But you can save all that time by doing that research yourself collecting all the information, the data that you need, and then 
finding someone who is not necessarily in the legal system but it understands it and can help you through that matter because the 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 court system is so bogged down with so many things there's months and months and years of wait so, absolutely so you may not get what you want resolved in a short period of time when you could take it upon yourself to deal with the matter yeah. and then if you need some legal advice get it that's right and once you're in the court system in many respects you're handing away your responsibility and your impact on the decision because now you're in a system that tells you the time frame that you're going to deal with this in and also ultimately will decide it for you without you having any Im input in what their decision is going to be. Whereas if you do an early stage alternative dispute resolution process, like mediation is the primary one, uh, you are the person who controls the time frame of how that happens and also you're the one making the decision. And doesn't that feel good when you make that decision and you've been in control all of the time? Mm -hmm. Even if you slip up a mm. bit here and a bit there, you can still come back on track and have the outcome or the result that you actually want That's right. or is meant to be. Yeah, and when parties come to an agreement themselves, it's actually more likely that they're going to stick to it than if they're told how it's going to be. Mm. Very interesting. Is there anything else that you can share with us, Jackie, about the going legal? Or alternatives to it. Yes. Because uh, as you say, when people are stressed and they feel like there is a, a legal problem looming or they've found themselves in a legal problem, all they think is, oh, I need a lawyer. No, a lawyer is going to be too expensive, so I'm not going to do anything. That's what we're trying to teach people to do the exact opposite of because there are so many other things that they could do first. Another really great resource that I wanted to mention was the ombudsman's. Now, the ombudsman's have dispute resolution as well and it's often free. You have an ombudsman for government decisions that you don't like. You have an ombudsman for financial industry if something happens in banking or finance that you don't like. Your telcos, your energy and water, there is an ombudsman for all of these services. There is also an ombudsman for small and family businesses. So if there is a dispute either within the business itself or between businesses, you can go to an ombudsman and there is free, uh, free dispute resolution or in the case of the small business, sometimes there's a, a small thing that you have to chip in to pay for that, but it's usually under $1,000. And if you can resolve it with the assistance of an ombudsman rather than an alter, uh, a private mediator, again, why not use a service that has been set up for exactly that purpose? Mm. It's very interesting, isn't it, that the ombudsman is there for us, but we do not use them to the capacity that we could do. And I know that you've got to know which which area and the ombudsman that you need to go to. So you have to do a little bit of research on that. But then connecting with them and giving them, being concise and precise with what you need 
so that they understand in the first instant and don't send you away mm. because that can happen if you're emotionally um, in, involved in something and you're not thinking straight and you, you can't tell that story maybe get someone else to do it for you or write it down so that you can have it more succinctly explained to them yeah great great advice uh, quite often I would suggest to people to prepare some dot points about just the main factors like if it's in dot point form you really can't vent and you can't put all your emotion into dot points because when you lodge a dispute with an ombudsman it's going to be in an online form anyway so they're going to want it in writing so why not dot point at first and then you've got it in a succinct way that you can just pop it in the form yeah yeah good idea any other ideas or suggestions mm. that you would have Jackie so in terms of alternative dispute resolution I just wanted to point out to people a couple of different other methods. I've mentioned mediation briefly, and that is the main one that is available. There are many online mediation centres now, and that has mainly arisen as well because of the pandemic situation. So all of it generally can be done online, which takes away that um, emotional stress that you might have as well of meeting the person coming to a place to, to do a mediation or seeing them in the street or in the elevator. It's not going to happen now that we do it online. So mediation is a great resource. Conciliation is similar to mediation. It's often where the independent third person will get a little bit more involved though. So a mediator really just facilitates a conversation and guides the parties to explore their issues and resolve them themselves, where a conciliator dives in a little bit more uh, and gets a little bit more creative. You can do arbitration as well, which is, again, a different sort of alternative dispute resolution where you appoint a third party who is an expert in the area of your dispute and you both say what your side of the story is and they make the decision. And a more recent alternative dispute process that has come into the industry is called collaborative practice. Mm. So this is primarily for uh, family situations, so either a separation or a, a dispute after a death. And it involves each person still having a lawyer representing them, but it's a collaboratively trained lawyer. And these lawyers sign an agreement to say that they're committed to this process and they will not represent you in litigation if it doesn't resolve. So it's in their interest to resolve it this way. And as well as a lawyer each, you also have a communication coach and a financial neutral. So you have four professionals guiding you through a process like a mediation, but you have all this extra resource. That is fabulous. And who would have known that if you hadn't have just shared it then? Because, you know, you know about mediation and, and all the rest of it, but the, the others not so much. So it's really important that you have an understanding of ways you can go about resolving the issues that you have before taking it into the court system or into a big legal uh, battle that you could take it into. So that's that's quite exciting. It's exciting to know and learn these things. Any others before we finish? 
No, look, I think that we've jam-packed this half hour full of content, Faye. So, you know, if anyone else wants any other resources or help, you know, certainly reach out and I can direct them where to go. Okay. And how can they get in contact with you? So email Jackie at legallywisewomen.com.au or if you want to jump into the Legally Wise Women platform, it is wise.legallywisewomen.com.au. And Jackie is J-A-C-Q-U-I. Correct. Beautiful. Thank you, Jackie. Another fabulous session. And we'll be back with another session soon. I'm Faye Waterman. This is Talking All Things Business. Bye for now.